0: Freaking time I see that intro, I get so excited, guys. You can't even explain that. Is that new song not it,
1: or is that new song not it? And that new song I is really like it. it. It's, I it's mean, very, uh, gives you vibes of dancing and like vibing out. I like it. You know why, Jack? Because I have a better music taste than you, and I always have. No, nah, that's so wrong. You, listen, you play 30
0: seconds of songs and then move on. I mean, that's ADHD for you. It's a roller coaster. And we're, we're, when we're rolling, baby, we are rolling and you know who's been rolling lately you know who's been rolling lately tommy who your boy bryson stott everybody knows what time in the show it's for we got a special guest i will introduce in one second and two special guests really but first i'll give everybody what they paid for with the t-shirts if you guys haven't already buy one link is in the bio we designed got them they're only like 20 bucks Shut up, Tom. I know you copied my style. I hate it.
2: But it's seriously,
0: comfy. Thank you. I appreciate you. Tell them what time it's for, though, handsome. Oh, it's ballpark Tommy time. Time for Phillies Talk with ballpark Tommy. Ginger Ditch! All right, real quick, I'm going to introduce both of our special guests. We got KJ McCoy, who you guys have known, has been here Yo. from TikTok, but special announcement real quick. KJ is actually going to be joining oh. us full time as a host on
3: 302Birds, so round oh, the of applause to KJ God. has been
0: hanging out with us, and uh, super excited to have you. Why don't you introduce
3: yourself real quick? So I'm official KJ McCoy, and you might know me from TikTok. I know I got a bunch of my boys in here, so shout out to you guys, but uh yeah, it's official, so I'm going to be part of 302 Birds, and I couldn't be more honored. I, I mean, I'm so ready to just be a part of this, man. I'm, I'm pumped, man. I'm pumped. No, we're pumped Let's to have go. you, bro.
0: And tell them, why do you have that on your head real quick?
3: Uh, I don't know. Just to piss off Jack. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you, KJ. I hate you much. So. And then,
0: real quick i want to introduce our next guest mr casey baker who's been our friend since middle school somebody we've known for a long time welcome back to the show casey how are we doing tonight brother man
4: i'm doing good just don't even ask me if i can hear the booze just don't even ask that's a stupid <laughs> question like it's a clown question
0: <laughs> don't worry we'll get into that one next but casey i'll let you take this one first um tom if i'm not mistaken is it Bryson Stott naturally a catcher if you texted me that? Or no, am I tripping?
5: No, you're just
0: totally he's – He's a short stop. All right, I'm thinking of somebody else. He's a short else. stop by, by trade. Okay, good. Well, I think that this guy should start. Uh, Casey, what are your I thoughts on Stott?
4: You guys think he should start? I think he should start over Didi personally. Absolutely. I'm, I'm at that point. God, What's I mean – What's Didi defensively? defensively, I think he's better, but – Offensively yeah, OPS is not even over 600. Like that is a basic metric stat. And that is just brutal. Yeah. If you look at what he did, did you look at what he did in April? Yeah. In April, that's what drove it all down. Look at it from when he got called back up after being sent down to now. I'm not disagreeing, but you're saying he should get full-time minutes off of everybody. Come on. So so under- righty number? matchups don't matter. He's getting every day. Yes. I don't think – I think he is going to be a good player one day. I just don't think he has that mental kind of skill yet. They're Playing in the big leagues and playing in the minor league is totally different. Totally I different. Th- at some point, he's got to get used to those reps,
5: though, of the everyday. J-Roll could get used to it. it you got – and now you got to groom a guy to actually Yeah, Yeah, but J- J- J-Roll did hey, not hey, – A hey. so year this and a half stuff.
4: of them will be service. He was Tom. a utility role player. He didn't step in immediately. Most guys don't unless you are the the Mike Trouts, the legit of the legits. But there's been a lot of good players. Nick Castellanos, who we have now, and we'll probably get into later, started, I mean, he was with the Tigers for a while. He was a, not yeah. a farm I should say, but it wasn't anything special until 25, 26. And the same with J.D. Martinez. J.D. Martinez did become
5: something special, though, in the Tigers, though. True. True. But it took him a while. It did, but that's why I want to get him started now. Because you have all these other young guys that are starting to like look good. Like Andrew Painter's going to be up in what two years? Here's he's got to get used to the big league level. Oh, you got him. You got um, Stubbsy. You got Logan O'Hoppy, who's who's looking very promising and coming up soon. Got that Mark Apple, who who looks like he's going to come up
4: soon too and stay up. My thing is, is I think at the major league level confidence is such a big thing and you do not see it. And if you ruin a young talented kid's confidence early, like he's been tested. Now he has gone down and up. I'm not saying you bounce him up and down numerous times because that's going to kill his confidence as well. But I don't know. I feel like you got to ease him into it. Let him get and build that confidence up till he feels like he's that guy. Um, Cause I just, I don't know. I don't see it. I feel like he's too tentative at the plate. There's pitches that he's taking that he shouldn't be taking. Um, and his just approach is just too tentative to me. I'm wait. I haven't seen that got like, I'm that dude instinct that I,
3: I haven't seen any of those swings.
1: KJ, what do you feel feeling been about the this? other
3: night? Um, I mean, with Stott, I actually, the funny thing is I saw him play at Redding last year. I, I saw a game last year and honestly, the the kid has it. And I mean, he's got a lot of confidence, but yeah, I kind of do agree with, um, I'm sorry. I, I forgot his name already. My bad. I'm not good with names. Uh, but, uh, Casey, yeah, Casey, uh, I kind of agree with Casey. I think he needs a little bit more time, but to be honest, yeah, I think he's doing pretty good with his confidence level, but. Yeah, I think you know what I mean. You might have to put Didi in there a little bit more, so this guy could kind of learn a little bit. I mean, you just don't want to like feed him to the wolves already. So, but uh, you know what, he's being fed to the wolves right now, and he's doing pretty decent. But he'll get into the uh, he'll get into a slump at some point. But yeah, you just I don't know. It's just with, with Stott, I think he's got potential though.
0: No, he's doing well being fed to the wolves. Like that's kind of my point. Like I don't watch a ton of baseball. I'm not going to sit here and pretend I do. Um, I love Didi from the little bit that I watch too. So it's kind of like a predicament for me to pick one. But I just think like if you can trade DD and get maybe good value for him and maybe just put Stott in and take that risk and he's hot and you let a young guy develop. Like I think Tom makes a good point at some point too that, uh, what's up Vinny, how you doing? Um, but Tom makes a good point too that at some point you got to get those major league reps. Like I think at some point you just got to kind of like fail your way to success. But that actually kind of bridges me into a question I have for Casey like, what are some trade targets or, like, maybe some trade capital that you think, like, the Phillies could use to make a move?
4: Yeah, so that's, that's definitely a big question. The Phillies aren't talked much about that, I feel like, uh, on any big mm-hmm. social platform. Uh, but kind of go back to Bryson really quick, because Tom said something on the lines of his last month or so since he came back was good. Since his last 28 days, he's batting 232. And, yes, his OPS is a lot higher than it was at .750. Um, and his last 7 to 14 days, he's been rocking a nine thirty-one OPS. If he can do that for a month or so, maybe I can see giving him a consistent more playing time, but until that's consistent. Uh, but trade targets, I mean, in my opinion – I don't think we're deep enough pitching. I think, yes, we have Nola. We have Wheeler. Gibson can give us a good game here or there. Um, but I don't know if I trust Eflin that much. I mean, give or take He a game. might not even come back. Huh? He might not even come back, they're saying now. Exactly. So even if he does come back, do I trust him if he's, like, fully healthy? And if I, if I have any chance of down the stretch or even – remotely in the playoffs do I want a four-man rotation do I even have four guys that I can trust or am I going to try to push that to a five to six and just play matchups yeah
0: um and, no and stress, that's
4: Ranger. I love my guy Ranger
0: and now fellas getting into kind of our last segment here uh bridging into it not so nice Nikki I mean I'll, I'll go ahead and say my piece on this here's I was thinking about it today what do I want to say about this and here's how I feel you're getting paid millions of dollars to play baseball. I don't care how dumb of a question um, was. I mean...
1: Don, a kid's sport. Remember, remember?
0: Hey, a kid's sport, a kid's sport. And on that note, baby... <laughs> the Dodino! Anyway, look, my point is, you're getting paid millions of dollars to play a kid's sport. You're having fun, you're playing baseball. What you do, you're the best at in the world. I get it. But... You got to answer a dumb question and you get pissed off like that and act like that. Here's what I'm going to say. Everybody in here that has worked a job or has a job, please put your hand up. Thank you. Have you ever been asked a dumb question before at your job? Yeah. Put your yeah. hand up. Hell yeah. <laughs> I would never, ever treat somebody with that level of disrespect, especially being an athlete. I get it. It was a dumbass question, but I don't care how much of a high horse you are. You're playing baseball in Philadelphia, dude. Get used to it. Understand that you need to be accountable, and this shit doesn't get tolerated. The reason we all love Bohm is because he held himself accountable. Did he say, I fucking hate this place? Yes. But after, did he say, hey, I was wrong. I was upset. I was in the moment. I'm going to try to bounce back, and we respect him for that. So personally, as a fan, I don't really give a shit what you say, Nick Castellanos. You've sucked since. You're getting overpaid. I don't watch a ton of baseball, so you can get all pissy pants you want at me saying that, if you ever see this. But the point is, dude, you're getting paid millions of dollars. Answer a dumb question with respect. Like, what you're doing, so many people would kill to do. Oh, for sure. (sighs) Go ahead, Casey. I see you making a face.
4: No, I'm just, I mean, I agree with what you're saying. Like, I get it. Like, he's got a... He's got to in that moment probably act with more respect, and I think he looks back on that now. But dude, that was no, he <laughs> could hear the boos like no shit, no, like that is a like that that's a dumb question in my opinion. That that is a clown question if I've ever heard one. Because I mean, it, it's an honest question, absolutely. But come on, that's so rhetorical.
0: BPT.
5: I agree pretty much with Casey. Was it a rhetorical question like to try to like lead in a little bit? Yes. But at the same time, if you watch that full clip, Salisbury was being an asshole. Yeah. Oh, you asked the question, okay. He, you asked it, he kind of gave you like a shrug-off answer. Like everyone kind of gives when it's a dumb question. Like when your boss asks you a dumb question, you just kind of are like, okay, yeah, and give him a shrug-off answer just to keep things moving. But Salisbury kept asking him and getting more and more into his face and was just like, Well, did you hear him? Like, that's true. Like, he tried to defend himself, like, after the whole incident, Salisbury saying, What all us reporters ask rhetorical questions. Yeah, all you reporters ask rhetorical questions, but you don't then keep asking the rhetorical question and expecting him to not get all pissed off. Like if somebody got up in your face, like Dutch. If I got up into your face and kept going, hing, hing, well, 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 what? Like you would have. To true. You that's true. You know what? That's
0: true, Tom. I'll back you up on that. I would. I would not take that well.
5: Yeah, that's exactly. true. So, like, I see. One like, time is enough. Yeah, like I get it. Where you're coming from, too? Like, yeah, he's getting paid millions of dollars to play kids. Like, it's not a kids game; it's a grown-ass
0: man's Ooh, game. We <laughs> and, um, I want to play this clip in reverse. So.
5: Um. So, but anyway, like, but final point is, he, he, I think, took it, said what we all just wanted to say, and it's pretty much just shut the hell up. Uh after I've already answered your stupid question, if you're going to keep getting in my face, I'm going to give you the attitude right back, which might be the most Philly thing ever,
4: actually. Dude, I, I think Castellanos is Philly. He is. like, How many of us would not have acted that way, say if we're, we're out somewhere and just somebody's just annoying the hell out of us? He's not getting paid by him. He doesn't owe him anything. I mean, he's literally just there, like Marshawn Lynch has said, just so he doesn't get fined. It doesn't matter what he says to them. Like, it doesn't. I mean, it's their jobs, not his. He's he's going out to play baseball. And to be honest, he's absolutely sucking at it right now. So if I <laughs> talk about little kids or whatever, my grandmother dying, like, for him to hit well, I'll do it. I don't know.
3: KJ, what are your thoughts on the whole situation? Well, I did see the interview, and it was – I mean, I have seen videos before of Castellanos acting this kind of way, but honestly, Salisbury was I mean, he was coming at him and obviously I mean, Castellanos has been warned about the city that we're gonna boo if he literally sucks. And he's been he's been inconsistent for sure. He really has. But um yeah, I think with the, the question, yeah, it was it was stupid. And I mean you saw the tone that Castellanos was was having and <laughs> Salisbury just kept on going and feeding with it. And it was like Salisbury was asking for it. So I honestly, w- with, with the whole Castellanos thing, it's just, I mean, it was a stupid question and he had every right to act the way, react the way he did. It, I feel like. What are you wearing on your head real quick? Uh, it's uh, one of the,
0: uh, bro. What do you have on there though? King,
1: you don't, you remember this dog No, I remember it. I want to hear the story behind it. Yeah, so uh, when we were younger, Dalton and I, um, we were at the mall, Christiana Mall, and we saw these kiosks that made like hats and stuff like that. So him and I got one. I got the the Philly, the Philadelphia Phillies logo, my initial, and then how you do, do this? There we go. They do it oh, an you in the national
4: attic. Like, what? Where, where are you, dog? It's my it's my room. Jordan. I bought him
0: a flag, Casey, that he could put behind them. But it
4: like did you ever get past the
1: first grade? Tom, don't even talk about that. The way you talk, you have conversation. Oh my god, I want to plug my ears. Jack, what do you think I, about this whole situation? Because right. you've been
0: you've been quiet about this. Jack, what do
1: you think about this? I don't care. I mean, I really don't care. Hey, honest fucking I, answer. Doesn't care because but it's a I, group of right thinking. thinking. No, because I don't watch the Phillies
4: that much. Because you're not a true Philly sports fan. It's okay. (laughs) Exactly. I rather watch. I rather watch the Union. weren't you like a Giants fan in fifth grade or something, or was Was it Patriots, something like that? Oh, oh, I want to get. Oh, oh, ah, Casey. No, I think he was. Casey Dalton remembers. I remember
5: him
0: being a Dolphins fan. I will vouch for Dolphins. I do remember a Dolphins fan in third grade for a brief
4: period of time. I'm like, what the hell? He's like, bro, Dan Marino? How's He's the, the GOAT. I'm like, you didn't even watch him. Like, I think he had like a Dan Marino sweatshirt from a thrift store, got it from his dad or something. I think the ballpark
5: segments uh, exposed Jordan.
1: Casey, do you remember uh, Pepperidge Farms?
4: Fraud that he is! I oh my Peppers god, <laughs> I do. I almost got suspended for that. All oh, I'm really saying man. is, I need the Phillies to trade Matt Verling's bum ass. I need who no, else? The only decent center field. Wait, or... I want Tom. I want he's Casey to give us his final rebuttal because we got to wrap up this it's segment. But great. Casey, great. Casey,
0: what is your? What were you saying about your final rebuttal about the trades?
4: I need Verling, a package of Verling, Roman Quinn, and Scott Kingry, and we need a bat too. We don't bat have heck? How about a duble? Get rid of a duble. Nobody's going to take a duble. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I don't want bad. him either, but nobody's going to take a, what was he, that's a, a, a beater or kid beater. What'd he do? He beat his <laughs> wife. That's true. Yeah, he did he beat his, his wife. wife. <laughs> was. I, I, I wish he wasn't on the Phillies, to be honest. I, I <laughs> agree. Yeah. You should have gone. literally HPM hates
5: we have all but, these center fielders at this point. I'd rather try to develop Moniak a little bit than than risk having a double play every every few games. With how many runs he gives up in the field,
3: yeah, he's just a sloppy player.
0: All right, well,
5: we got to move anyway, it
3: on, boys. To to Casey, I want to
0: thank you as always for coming on and bringing us the Phillies insight. I'm going to try to get you on here more, especially as we get into playoffs. So text me if you want to come on because we're looking for more Phillies guests, and uh, you know your shit way more than us.
4: Absolutely. I'm always down. Just let me know. Go Phils. Uh, Chase Utley, my favorite player of all time. If you see this, shout me out. I don't know. Who knows? Peace out, boys. See you, Casey. Peace. Thank you, bro. Take your see, you see
0: you, All right, fellas. And as always, that wraps up that segment for you. Time for Philly's Talk with Ma-Ma-Tani. Jinger's Ditch. Oh, that was a good ballpark, Tommy segment. I would say that was a uh, top ten. But I mean, are we going to have another top ten segment tonight? Because uh, Jack, you know what time it's for, baby.
1: Collins, baby. Oh yeah, sorry. Uh, tell them about who sponsors this. Well, no, I was, I was t- going to pretty much say that was our co- our Collins sponsored by uh, El Diablo Burritos in Delaware. Uh, KJ, when you come to Delaware, we got to go there. Best I just had El Diablo tonight. Best burritos in the state of Delaware, uh, best burrito bowls, chips and queso. When you make a, I get the burrito bowl, but like if you get the burrito, make a little baby out of it. It's so freaking oh, good. So good. I oh had my, my little God. baby tonight. Appreciate Those you guys. Yeah. Go out and when you're in Delaware, pop in El Diablo. There's five of them. Exactly. Thank you,
0: Jack. That was perfect. And uh, that kind of gets us into, I mean, we might as well take take the bull by the horns in the beginning. Time for everybody's favorite part of the show, 302 Trivia, with your host, Jack Doran, the mayor of Delaware. Uh,
1: Woo! It's We're Jeopardy, baby! Now. We missed this last yeah, yeah. week, but I got a great, great trivia question today. Um, the trivia question of the day is, when did Swoop become the mascot? When did Swoop, our eagle, become the mascot of Philadelphia Eagles? I I I looked it up. I didn't know this until I found the answer, uh, which I will reveal at the end of the show. But like again, Swoop, our you know pride and joy. All right, well, fellows, we're gonna get
0: into Jack's weekly call-ins now. I'm gonna let this play. If God forbid you guys can't hear this, let me know. But you should be able to hear. It.
5: Are the Eagles an NFC Championship contender and?
2: Will they possibly make it to the Super Bowl? Hey guys, my name is Ashley, and I um, had kind of, I don't know, maybe like a forward thinking question in terms of our season. In my opinion, the Eagles are a great fourth quarter football team, but we suck at least the first half, but often the first three quarters. So, what are some things that we want to either see from the coaching side of things? Or from the players to help make us at least a somewhat decent um, first to three quarter team in order to transition to making sure that we're not totally digging ourselves out of our grave every single fourth quarter. Because I feel like most of the time we are just digging ourselves into a grave for 45 minutes and then trying to panic um, ourselves out for that last 15 minutes.
0: All great questions. Shout out. Chase and Ashley, what are you thinking, Jack? Take it first.
1: Yeah, so for Chase, um, are the Eagles the NFC East contender champion? Championship, he said. And I, oh, okay, well, I don't know. Um, I will say yes, but, but here's the thing. We don't really know. We haven't seen them play in the preseason yet as a team. We've seen the OTAs. They look like a good team, but we can't really judge until we see them, like, the first two weeks – them playing together because we have all these uh, weapons on the field. Now we have Jalen Hurts, new throwing ability. We have the receiving core that's unstoppable. Now we just got to figure out how we can gel together with that, with a, with that, with those weapons and same with the defense as well. Um, and then,
3: yeah, go ahead, KJ. Okay. Yeah. I think with the, uh, the NFC East question, um, I mean, to be honest, I don't see it exactly happening yet for us again, divisional. I mean, what was it? The, uh, the, the uh, champion NFC East championship. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I can put us there exactly yet, but we're on the way to becoming that team, but I just, I don't see it exactly yet. And I mean, I know the NFC is, is not as strong as it used to be, but I just see some other teams beating us to the spot, to be honest. So, I would say this real quick, and then we'll let Tom take it. We'll just take it question by question. Yes,
0: we are 100% NFC Championship contenders. I am an optimist. I am an idiot. I am whatever you want to say, but I am usually right. Reach so me. call Reach it what you want. You. Jack and Tom have known me for a while. When I get my gut feeling, I get my gut feeling. And I just, looking at this team looking Just at the like chemistry, the looking at the especially the, the offensive line and the defensive line. That's built to win and go to an NFC championship, both those lines. Don't forget that. You can plug and play players, other positions. Line, you cannot plug and play. Um, so I, th- I think we have the best offensive line in the NFL, and I think that we have a top five, if not top three, defensive line in the NFL. So I would say we are 100% NFC Championship contenders. And thank you, Chase, for the call. And please sub if you didn't. I'm kicking it to B-P-T. I like to be an
5: optimist. I think they can make it there if they get the right matchups. I don't think they can win it, though. Oh, just because what often happens is you need a little bit of experience. Look at when we won the Super Bowl. We had a few guys that had kind of been there. Or especially with uh, Jank, with Malcolm Jenkins, to kind of like lead the team. You don't have anyone really on this roster that can lead – well, I guess you have Kelsey and you have Brandon Graham. So actually, that point's actually null and void. And so fair, maybe fair I too. am an optimist like Dutch. As I spoke through that, I realized how much of an idiot I was.
0: But, and then take this, take this yeah. second part of the question too when you're done. How do you think about Ashley's question? She makes a good point. I mean, we, we really come back in the fourth quarter – I, th-
5: I think that's a tale
0: as old as time. Like, we've never been a first-half team.
5: Only year we were, like, we kind of could put two halves together was when we won the Super Bowl. But we always kind of got, like, Mickey Nab could never play a first half. Best uh, quarterback for the Eagles.
2: He,
5: he, could, he could play second half. Uh, he was the worst quarterback on the Eagles. Vic. Vic, <laughs> what, Vic what do we call him, Tom, real quick? DUI Donnie? Is that his nickname? Yeah, I think it is. It is Or – uh uh, Jack or Jack Jack Daniels McNabb. I don't know something like that. <laughs> um, but to, to to fully answer her question, her or other part of her question was, what can like the coaches do? If you, every NFL coach will tell you the first fifteen plays are scripted. Yeah. So that means they're doing a poor job at scripting and reading into the minds of like what the opposing coach is probably gonna throw at them to start the game and reading what the other team's personnel is is they have to probably do a better job at reading what the other team's personnel is is and scripting a better or like approach to start a game aim to get off to those faster starts it's whether that's taking that might be taking a chip kelly approach. Chip Kelly used to try to do like a big play to start the game aim rather than just kind of getting Getting it started, it like with little di- uh, dishes and dies here and there. So that might be what we need to do. But in terms of the second half, he's good at like figuring out. Okay, I need to change my approach at halftime and come out guns a blazing like this in the second half.
1: Yeah, no, I um honestly I like Chip Kelly's coaching where uh it was you know hurry up offense all the time. I mean that seemed to work out. Yes, it tired the players a lot. But if we can condition our players and bring that back, I think we'll be able to play all four quarters well. And we've said, we mentioned this in the in-season episodes, like we got to play all four quarters right. Um, We got to have a scheme on defense, and Gannon better have a scheme this year. I'm gonna be pissed. And it's it's we'll see how it goes because Nick is not calling the plays anymore. um, So he's just kind of sitting back and just watching how it unfolds. But it's just a matter of playing consistent offense and defense all four quarters because you come out guns blazing the first quarter and then that's how you should continue to play all four quarters, not break up like the second and the third quarter and then bring it back five minutes left in the fourth quarter. So um, there's a lot of uh, change that needs to happen with this this play calling, having the schemes and things like that. So we'll see what happens.
3: KJ? Yeah, I think – also back to I mean to Ashley's point. Yeah, we do seem to sometimes shit the bed. I mean, it, it's happened over the years. But to be honest, yeah, we are a second half team. I mean, that's just what we are and we have been. Like so that's why in during the season I wasn't really worried when we were getting killed like maybe we weren't getting killed but it was like maybe like 14 nothing. I forget who it was. But I was confident, you know what, this team is going to come back and we won some of those games. And we lost some of them too, but it's just It's just how it is with football. It's how it is with our team. And, I mean, it makes us, like, bite our nails every freaking, like, Sunday. But, honestly, is it worth it? Yeah, it's worth it. But then, also, back to Jack's point, uh, I do have a nickname for McNabb. Vomit Finn. McNabb. (laughs) So, I forget about when he vomited.
0: That <laughs> might be a t-shirt idea, KJ. You might have just struck a chord. Maybe we'll get that drawn out. With I knew I something. liked
5: KJ for some reason. <laughs>
0: well, there it is. Here's my point that I'll say, and, and then we'll get into our Sixers topic. Everybody who's just joining on Facebook, welcome to 302Birds. I'm Dalton. Up top, we got KJ. Then we got Jack. And, of course, Ballpark Tommy himself, Mr. <laughs> Tom. We are the 302Birds podcast, Delaware's number one Eagles source for all things, not only Eagles, but all things just Philly. Um, even though we're in Delaware, we're only about 20 minutes away before any of you start that shit. Don't. Anyway, um, the point is time management. Ashley, you bring up a good point, but I'm with Jack and KJ. That might be to our benefit. Like, like yes, it might have not been good early in the year. But, like, if we're a conditioned team, I think part of why we won Super Bowl 52 is, is because the team was so well-conditioned. They were coming out of Chip Kelly's phase, like Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, like all those defensive linemen, they, when we say they were dogs, they were dogs. Like they were like conditioned. They were ready to rock. So I think it's not necessarily a bad thing if that happens. I think Jack is probably, in my opinion, the point of the night. I got to give you credit, motherfucker.
1: You're welcome. You're welcome. All right, boys.
0: And now the next part of our segment. This one's going to be kind of fun. I mean, we can just kind of do rapid fire with this. You guys can say your piece. I'll I'll go first because I only have one guy I want to say. Dallas Goddard at power forward. He's got hops. He's strong. He can box out. What? Was that your answer?
1: No. No. Keep going. Sorry. Anyway.
0: Um. No, I'm just saying I think that he would be really good. He's a big guy. He's got hops, and if he was playing power forward, I think he would clean up a lot with rebounding and with layups. So this is basically a segment where because the Sixers suck so bad, we're going to replace the Sixers with any Philly athlete. So shout out to Fisher K. Designs, by the way, on the bottom. Follow him if you guys aren't. He did that jersey
1: swap. Oh, are we going now? Yeah, take it away, baby. Come on, Gordy. I'm gonna say a starting five, center. mulata Giant. Yes! Giant. Um I'm <laughs> I'm gonna go with Jalen Hurts' as point guard, right? Um yeah. I'm gonna I had go that with, written down. Did you? Dallas Goddard, power forward, baby. Uh small forward. I'm gonna go with uh, what's that guy's name? Uh who's that t- tight end Rogers? Um Rodgers? Yeah, Richard so Rogers. You got him. Wait, I want to write this down so you can run through it quick.
0: Say it again. Sit. Give me your five real quick.
1: So center, uh, mulata power forward Dallas Goddard, uh, small forward Richard Rogers, point guard Jalen Hurts, and shooting guard. Um, give me, give me Devonte Smith. I feel like he's very like. Why don't you switch the two though? With Jalen Hurts shooting, with throwing the ball, maybe. No, because he's gonna be the floor general uh, as point guard okay that's a good point
2: that's okay. a good starting five so wait say
1: that
0: one more time say, give me that rundown real quick
1: point guard jalen hurts shooting guard Devonte smith uh small forward richard rogers power forward dallas goddard center my boy malata all right i'm gonna give you guys mine real quick because
0: i'm gonna post this Go on our it. tiktok <clears throat> you guys can say yours too ready this should be the starting team of the Philadelphia Eagles on the 76ers because the 76ers suck. Center, Jordan Mulata. Power forward, Dallas Goddard. Uh, shooting, small forward, I got. I like Rodgers. That's a good pick, Jack. You convinced me. Point guard, I'm actually putting Devontae Smith. And shooting guard, I'm personally putting Jalen Hurts. I think with throwing the football, that'll translate well to shooting, at least in my opinion. Tommy, you got yours? All right. So for the center I'll have to agree with Jack.
5: I got my lotta. Oh uh, yeah. Because because I could I could see him being like Shaq and just absolutely taking over and dominating a game. Um power forward, I want somebody who, who's strong and tough and somebody who who I imagine is strong and tough and can and like has to clean up a lot of shit is uh Carter Hart right now. Oh uh, with this with the Flyers. So I think he'd be a good power forward. Um, a good small forward. I want somebody who's strong, isn't afraid to... Uh, I need, like, a winner mentality album. Like, somebody who's, like, real passionate, just like J- Jimmy Butler was when he was with us, like, a closer mentality. Like, that FU mentality. So I- I'm going to take B-Harp at, at my three-guard position. Um, point guard, I probably have to go with uh, Jalen Hurts there, too. Same mentality as uh, El Dordino. Um, with he's probably good at dishing it out, and whatnot. And then at the two spot, hmm, who would I want at the two spot? And it, I think I'd take Bryson Stott there because it's like a more like crafty, like you gotta have like a good skill set to be in the two, you know, like it's more of a skill position. I feel like
3: that would translate well with Bryson Stott because he's a pretty skillful guy.
1: All right,
0: thank you, BPT KJ.
3: All right, this is going to be an interesting list. So I'm going at point guard. I'm going Devontae Smith. And I was telling Dalton before this uh, that I think Devontae Smith would be kind of like a Rajon Rondo kind of guy, sharing the ball a lot. So I, I could see him at the one. At the two, I'm going to go with Harper because I just think his intensity and just the fire he plays with, I mean, on the baseball field, is just um, – love it's Harper. amazing, so – that's a good thing about Harper. I, th- I think him at the two, but then at the three, I'm actually going with AJ Brown. Uh, oh, AJ Brown, because I feel like his athleticism would just totally just transfer over to the basketball court for sure. So I'm going to AJ Brown at small forward, and then power forward, I'm going to Dallas Goddard. I've heard that he played basketball before, so he- he's got that in his genes for sure. And then I'll go Mulata at center because uh, he was our boy at the uh, at the at Dolan's guy event at the at the at the uh, what was it the TikTok tele- telephone whatever it's called
5: yeah at so, Dolan's bar
3: yeah yep.
5: fun out to PSG oh sports
3: guy oh yeah the sports
0: guy
5: <laughs> a real county in a real state Jack what what does
0: Delaware have nothing. What does, Fl- what does Florida have?
3: Florida.
0: Dougie Florida P oh. Guys, I Doug Peterson, October 2nd. We all should go to this game in Tailgate and we should like get like solitude drunk together. Like, like all like be together and, and cry together because Doug Peterson's coming home. He's hey, gonna be coaching Trevor Lawrence. what do we have tickets? To- You're all good. No worries. Um, what do you guys think of Dougie P? Tom, I don't know why you're sweating. Like, we've been friends for years. Tom's like,
1: I'm going to get fired from the pod. I'm going to get fired, Tom. Dougie P, that's going to be a W for the Jaguars coming home. What the f- Go what? ahead. You say a brawl take. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's his revenge game. He's going to come back, come into Lincoln Financial Field, and win. He's going to win. We can, we can make a bet. We can make a bet. Dougie P is going to win in Lincoln Financial Field. What
3: no way. I don't know way the Jaguars are gonna win. There's no way. I don't
5: think there's a shot they have at winning, and I don't think it's Dougie P's fault. I just think that whole franchise has been so mismatched, it's gonna take take exactly. them more than just this year to like get past a three win team. AJ,
1: hey, hey, I will do I will e. I will make a bet with you. If the Jaguars win, you gotta get me a 30 rack. If the Phillies okay. Eagles win, I'll get you a 30 rack. We're both, both
0: all right.
3: right, Deal, deal. I got, and you guys got
0: to drink it together at the tailgate before loser, loser venmo's the other one after we'll do it. And everybody, come tailgate with us this year. If you're trying to find us, look for the 302 birds flag, it'll be massive. We'll probably be in the Jetro lot with uh the Delco scumbags fantasy football team. Uh, they practice in the Jetro lot, don't they, Tom?
5: Oh, absolutely. I'm always at Jetro, I was at Jetro (laughs) the other night. Even.
0: Were you practicing with Delco
5: scumbags, getting them ready for the season? Oh, I was. I, I was making them do suicides the whole length of the of the parking lot, which is like, what, 400 yards?
0: Yeah. I, you I are an I was,
2: awful, awful, awful coach.
0: I would hate you. My abs would be killing me. I would be like on the sideline, like begging for Gatorade. I would keep
5: your ass in shape is what I would do. I'd be getting it into shape. Wait, I, I'm not one does. of these new, not like one of these new school guys that's all soft and
0: whatnot. I'm one of these old school mother. All right, people. Grandpa, we get it. You still read the newspaper.
1: What were you saying, I Jack? Know. I said, what abs are you talking about?
0: No, I don't have them anymore. Since I got older, I've been working on that dad bod. But anyway, what? uh, Dougie P comes home. Back to this. Hey, uh, the jaguar is going to purr. The jaguar is going to purr. The jaguar is going. to... To purr. Do you want me to say it again? Because yes. we're gonna be purring this kitty to bed. It'll be easy. Um, the Eagles are gonna put them. The Eagles are gonna put them to sleep. You know Doug Peterson. Hypothetically, he was here for a while, so you should kind of know what he's going into this. And I do kind of agree with everybody. As much as I want to see the Jaguars succeed, they are not nearly on the level that we are on. So this should be like at least a two touchdown margin, in my opinion. Um, does anybody else have any
3: rebuttals or anything that they want to say about this before we move on? Well, I think with the Jaguars, I mean, they are an improved team for sure. I mean, they got some good additions. I mean, Christian Kirk, uh, I'm trying to think who else exactly. Was it Zay Jones from the Raiders or something like that? But they got, and they also got some defensive players, but honestly, you need a lot of help to help this franchise. You need a lot of pieces to help this franchise bounce back. I mean, to... Any kind of level, to be honest. I mean, it's just it's just hard to revamp a franchise like this. No offense to Don't come after me. I'm, I'm just spitting facts. That's it. So, but, no, uh, you, yeah.
0: You ain't wrong. You're definitely a realist there. I mean, there's definitely a balance between the two. But I guess we got to kind of be a realist moving on to this next topic, too. Jack, your boy is coming back this season. You want to oh, let we, everybody we know who?
1: BG, jersey on. BG, baby. BG's hey, coming back. Brandon Graham, this guy is a legend. Sucks that he got injured, what, the first first week, second week? Uh, But this dude, I mean, he is a field general out there. He's going to have that defense on his back. I mean, look at his stats. Uh, Eight sacks, 13 tackles for loss, 16 QB hits, and he had that key play in the Super Bowl where he stripped that ball from Tom Brady. Um, So, BG, I'm excited for him to be back. Hopefully he can stay healthy because, like Dawn said earlier, if if he's healthy, this defensive line is going to be, oh, my God, unstoppable. A no, it's going to be absurd. Time. Yeah, no.
0: No, I'll, I'll say my piece real quick. I mean, look at what I got on. Brandon Graham is probably my personal um, favorite player on the roster right now. It's either him or Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders gets a ton of hate. I don't think that he deserves it. Um, And back to actually Ashley's question. I had that written down. I forgot to say that. To slow down time management, Ashley, if you're watching, run the ball more. Uh, But back to Brandon Graham, Eight sacks, 13 tackles for a loss, 16 QB hits. There you go, Ash, you're here. I love it. I agree with you. He is one of the best, if not, I think the best of the past decade to wear the Eagles uniform. And I know that's a hot take. I know that a lot of people will be like, oh, there's a lot of other players. I just think he's been here. He's been that guy. He's given back to the community. He's put up numbers. And Brandon Graham is like fine wine. BG only gets better with time. I was looking at his stats and – His stats have progressively gotten better the older he's gotten. And now that he can kind of fill as a little bit more of a rotation guy, coming off the bench, can come in on third down and make an impact, I think that this could easily be another eight-sack, seven-sack season for Brandon Graham, which at 34 years old, as a role player, that's absolutely absurd. I wouldn't be shocked if he kind of fills a similar role to what Von Miller is going to fill when he's coming into the Bills right now. Veteran presence, going to be coming in on third down and just really having an impact so you can push your team into the playoffs. Tommy.
5: I agree. I'm excited for him. And just to tweak a little bit of what you said, Dalt, I, I'm not sure if he's the best, but I think he is the, one of the most important in the last 10 years. Um, just because like, to me, the difference is, is it's a talent thing, but like, like you talk about best player. You're talking about to me, you most talented. You talk about your most important player. You're talking about the guy who's had the most impact on your team. And you go, you, what play has had more impact in Philadelphia Eagles sports history he, than the strip sack fumble. So he's easily probably been our most important player here in the last 10 years for us H- between him and the signing of Malcolm Jenkins and just having a, a fucking leader like, uh, uh, in Kelsey, the-
0: we got Tommy Curson. Woo! What I said, we got Tommy Curson. He's passionate.
5: I know. Like, I love this guy. Um, like, you, and you even saw, like, there was a big drop off in the performance of our whole defensive line in when he got out last year. He's the only, like, he's one of those guys that, yes, he's very good, but when he's in, he also makes everyone around yeah. him 10 times better.
1: There was a big disconnect on the defensive line last year once he was out. For yeah, sure. Absolutely.
0: Any any other rebuttals or anything, Jack? I know KJ's out right now.
1: No, I was
3: just I was just adding on to time. Oh, cool. KJ, what do you think about BG coming back? I think it's great. I mean, BG adds a lot of uh, defensive presence for sure. And I remember just the enthusiasm he had on the sideline last year and just up.
2: It's contagious,
0: of- isn't
3: it? Like it makes oh, yeah. you wanna like if you're a player, I would love playing with somebody like that. Sorry. Yeah. No, no, it's totally fine. I mean, for him, he just uplifts the whole team. And I feel like with, with some young guys like Jordan Davis and the Kobe Dean, I think, honestly, Brandon Graham is a perfect uh, role model for them just to really, like, embrace the city and just really realize, okay, like, this is a great city to play football in. Like, this is a great sports city. And I think Brandon Graham being back on this team is just a huge, huge um, – Great addition to be back on this team. I mean, if that makes any sense. But, uh, oh. yeah, I think I think it's great. All all great points, fellas. I mean, I think he's definitely
0: going to have a big, big impact. And uh, we're lucky to have him back. But, KJ, <laughs> I'll let you take this one first. I don't know if you guys saw it. Uh, Sirianni and Hurts and I guess A.J. Brown and Nick Sirianni's son. I know that. But A.J. Brown's trying to get in on this. Do you think that, of course, maybe not, a little bit of realist here, Secret handshakes possibly leading to a Super Bowl. What do you think about this chemistry that Nick Sirianni and Hurts uh, are building? Is it a long-term solution?
3: Well, I think it's great. I think it's great that like the coach respects Hurts enough that he wants to do a handshake with him. I mean, a lot of I mean, the thing with Sirianni is he keeps it he keeps it young. And I mean, a lot of coaches like you don't see Bill Belichick doing a handshake with Tom Brady or anything like that. Like you never saw that. So. Uh, I mean, it's cool. I think it's a different vibe. And and uh, yeah, I, I don't know about Super Bowl, but honestly, yeah, I mean, if, if it can help out the chemistry and like really build this team and like their whole team chemistry together, you can do as many handshakes as you want. You can even belly bump. I don't I don't give a crap what you do. Uh, but yeah, just win us some goddamn games then. You know what? If it helps us win, then yeah, sure. Do whatever you want.
1: Yeah, no, uh, this is key um, to have that that kind of uh, relationship with the starting quarterback and the head coach. Um, I think it's great. Um, Dalton, you're super optimistic. I don't think it's going to lead to a Super Bowl. Hopefully it does, uh, but it's nice that he, like K.J. KJ said, likes keeping it young, and, uh, you know, I appreciate that, and, I mean, he really cares about um, Jalen Hurts, and, I mean, honestly – I think this is probably the closest relationship I've seen between a head coach and a quarterback on the Eagles, I think. Um, and he's only been coach for a, a two years now. So I think it's great to see that happening. It's kind of funny that Adrian Brown's trying to get into it. Um, but because you saw, he tried to do the handshake and couldn't do it. So, um, but no, I, 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 like that kind of uh, relationship they have.
0: Yeah. All good points. Uh, Tommy. I
5: like it. I I think it's it's obvious. Obviously, Belichick and Brady didn't do it because they were all business, but that that just speaks to their personalities. That's a personality thing that like meshes with them. Um, this is like sirianni has got a different personality. Like, I would I would be almost like taken aback if he wasn't trying to joke around with Jalen at all and stuff like that. And like that's just his personality. And if this means that they're getting along, it's fine by me. What was Carson and Dougie P's big downfall the last year that they both were in Philly? They didn't get along with each other. So we need the quarterback and head coach
0: to get along. So
5: if this is helping them get along, by all means, I'm all for it.
0: I think you guys are right. Like whatever, whatever works, whatever makes you feel good, do it. Um, One thing I always like to say is that my job, uh, that I work with Jack and I work with my other buddy, Dan, we like to have fun, but we also like to get stuff done. And I think that that's a very rewarding feeling when you like the people that you work with, but you also achieve great things. That's what Doug Peterson did. I mean, I know I bust his balls all the time. All right. All right. Let's go to ice cream. Let's go to ice cream after the meeting. Like what? we're a football team. Like this isn't like freaking girl scouts, but like it worked, it was good chemistry. It brought the team together and everybody liked it. And you know, I don't know too much about football. I never played but I do know about being on a team. Uh, go ahead, Jack. Lay it on me. Come on, before you do, tell me what I was. I don't know. I was a manager, so I never played the sport. Yeah. But I hung out with the team. I knew what it was like to be contributing to a team in a way. And uh, I took, I'm not even going to get into it. If you want to bust my balls in the comments, you know what? Do it. Ah, loser. Ah. But at the end of the day, uh, just being a team member and a coach and having that bond where you can make these guys want to come to work every day, want to show up early, want to leave late, that is a very, very good quality. Like KJ said, he's a young guy, he's relatable, and uh, I definitely like this approach. And I think that's probably maybe partly why we were a, uh, a what, nine-win team last year when we were going to be a two- or three-win team by a lot of people's projections. I know uh, one guy on TikTok, I won't call him out, Um, but he had us like as a two-win team. What? Get out of here, bro. But anyways, we're transitioning to our last topic. Jackson, why don't you let him know what we're about to talk about? Oh, wait, Jack, before that, Uh, you know what we
1: got to do? Yeah, we got to answer that trivia, baby.
0: Time for everybody's favorite part of the show, 302 Trivia with your host, Jack Darden, the mayor of Delaware.
1: Yeah, so the question was, one was Swoop. The uh, mascot for the Eagles, first like uh, introduced to the Eagles. What year? What year? Yeah, well, that goes with when. Uh, So it was when Jeffrey Lurie bought the Eagles in 1994, Swoop became the mascot. Did not know that. Fun fact.
3: I thought it was 96, to be honest.
1: No, 94. Wow. Yeah, quote me on that. You can look it up if you don't believe me. No, it's it's he's dead ass. He, I believe him. I mean, I really
0: hope I believe him because uh, I look like an idiot. But uh, somebody I believe in a lot. It's one of my mentors. We're about to talk about him. No, it's not a WWE wrestler. No, it's not a football player. I'm not a kid still. It's a superhero baby because men never grow up. And I want to welcome one of my best friends personally to the show, my roommate from college, to help us on this topic. Top 5 Superheroes, boys, and it's going to get debated. Gentlemen, let's give a warm welcome for Mr. BG to the show. We talked about the return of BG, oh, BG. we bring on BG. Yeah. The return of BG, eh? BG shows out. But BG, you put together this list for us. You're the first one here. Why don't you give us a rundown of your top 5 superheroes and give us a
2: reason why? All right, well, I will go in reverse order, so we'll count down. I think... We talked about it. We were talking about our favorite superheroes. So not necessarily the best or like the most impactful, but my favorite got to go with Silver Surfer at number five. I think he's just sick. He's like the best part of those fantastic, any of the fantastic four movies. He's probably the best thing that happened to the fantastic four on screen at least. But
4: Isn't he a villain though?
2: He's a villain in that movie, but he turns into a hero. He's like, okay. he really is a hero. Okay. Okay. He is cool. He appears in a lot of cool stuff. He's on the cosmic side of stuff. So he actually is involved with like the Infinity Stones and shit like that. Um, at number four, I got the Hulk. I almost wanted to put him higher just because he's from, he has my favorite story in all comics, which is Planet Hulk. And that's actually where we get Thor Ragnarok the movie from. So that's pretty sick. You got to read that. It's like best ever. Um, Number three, I got The Punisher because The Punisher is just, yeah, like Jack said, he's a badass. He's almost like if Batman didn't have all the gadgets and didn't have a code. And it's very, I like The Punisher a lot because it's cool reading his comics, but then seeing him next to some of the other heroes, you don't realize, like when he's by himself, you don't realize that, like, a lot of the other superheroes don't really agree with him because he just goes around and kills people. Like we see him as a hero. But then in the comic for Civil War, he's in there and Captain America's like, I don't associate with the Punisher, he's a psycho. And it's just cool to see that relationship when they're side by side. Um, number two, my second favorite of all time is Wolverine. I think he's just fun. And any game he's in, he's fun. Most of his movies are good. He's cool in the comics. He has a lot of material. And he's just, all of his outfits, whether he's got the yellow and blue costume or just the wife beater and a cowboy hat and a cigar, it's, he's just badass all around. And then the only non-Marvel character on my list is actually Batman at number one. And I'm like, I almost felt cheesy for putting him as number one but it's like, you can't argue with it. Like he just has the best, he has the, even without the movies, he has the best video games. He has some of the best stories. He's just a great, well fleshed out character. And he also has the best villains and you know, every hero needs a villain. He's got plenty of good ones. So that's why that's my top five.
0: No, thank you for that, Brandon. That was a phenomenal list. Action. We'll just do it in order.
2: Yeah, I'm excited to see – I'm excited to talk about Jax.
0: Yeah, you got to roast him if they're bad. Go ahead, Jack. Take it away.
1: Starting from the bottom to the top. Nightwing, I just love him. I I love his costume. He's a better Robin with his electric uh, uh, nunchucks or whatever. He uh, has a sword too. He's just a badass. I think he's a lot better than Robin. And uh, in uh, one of the Batman games you can play as him, he – demolishes everyone you fight against green lantern green lantern one of the one of my favorite movies um dude can form missiles trucks pretty much anything out of his ring it's kind of cool story how he started out and how he got the ring um i forget who one of the green lanterns passed away so the ring found him and chose him worthy of it then we gotta go with thor thor is just a badass uh he's probably one of the Top three greatest Avengers um in the in the series. Um I'm actually listening to a podcast currently about him and um it's it's the way that the Germans you know image him. But uh he this dude just can in in Avengers uh Infinity War or yeah, Infinity War, when he gets his new new axe, he literally demolishes everyone, all the enemies with just one swing. Um and then uh my boy Aquaman, Aquaman. I've always been a fan of uh, the ocean life and animals <laughs> in the ocean, and I think it's cool how he can control all the animals. The megalodon, this dude, and the movie. I think is a good movie as well, um, but he's just a great guy. That uh, his trident is badass as well too. Do
2: you like Jason Momoa?
1: I do. Jason Momoa is the man. He, that was, he a, uh, that was a big word too. Trident. Not really. Trident's like gum. To
5: Jordan, do you uh eat with a trident? Is that why you like his Triton so much?
1: Yeah, you I eat with a Spork. Forks? I eat with a Spork, actually.
5: Oh, do you now? Yeah. Just so you don't ever get confused between a Fork and a Spoon, they just put a Spork out right away for you. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's the Delaware thing.
1: Yeah. <laughs> All, right. All right, KJ. Take it away, KJ. Wait, hold up. Captain America. Oh, sorry. He's the yeah, greatest Avenger. He is the first Avenger. And all the movies he's in, his life, his story is awesome. How he was a little weak soldier, and then they gave him that freaking serum to make him a beast, and he is able to wield Thor's hammer.
0: That's truth. I
1: forgot about that. That's a good point. I feel like the
0: like- – Captain America for Jack and Josh is something that I totally would have written down in a book. Like, you two would have the same favorite superhero, and uh, it would be Captain America. I feel like if there was any superhero to be sponsored by Vineyard Vines, it would be Captain
3: America. So props to you, buddy. KJ, take it away. All right, so my list is not gonna be what Josh's is, obviously. <laughs> but uh number one, I'm I mean, wait, do I go number five? I'll go number Doesn't five yeah, no, five to one, one, five to one. All right, five to one. All right, so <laughs> at number five, I will go with the Hulk. I just think the Hulk was just he was insane. And I mean, just the way that he would just get angry, I, I think you know what, he he deserves to be in top five. So Hulk at five. At four, I'm going I'm going Iron Man. I think Iron Man was just a savage. Uh, Tony Stark was just, I mean, he was an insane character, and I just thought, like, the whole story and the whole, like, origin of Iron Man is just really interesting. At three, I'm going with, ooh, um, I'm probably going to go with, Oh, this is tough. This is tough. Yeah, I'll, I'll go with, um, who is it? Who is it? Um, Batman yeah I'll go with Batman Batman at 3 I know that people were like Oh you should have put him at 2 or 1 Yeah I'm gonna put Batman at 3 Uh, Just because I mean yeah He's had a bunch of movies he's had a bunch of Video games as you guys were saying before Um, I mean he's had everything And number 2 I'm going with the Wolverine as well I just think the whole thing I mean For me personally like I love the Wolverine I mean I used to be Called that as like a joke because like I used to Like shave my beard a certain way like the Wolverine did. And they also had the spiky hair and whatever. Logan McCoy. Brian Dawkins and all that kind of stuff, like how he was at the Wolverine. So well, I'm next. cool with the Wolverine, so that's like that's like a cool comic for me for sure. And then number one, I gotta go with Spider Man. I mean Spider Man, I mean he's had wait, wait. games, he's had everything you could think of. And he's just he's Spider Man. You can't you can't get anything better than that. So he is the Michael Jordan of superheroes. <laughs> but, uh, what Fireman do you like? I'd probably say.
1: There's only one right answer. Probably the Garfield one.
2: Yes! What?
0: No!
1: Fuck McGuire. I do wrong. not
0: want to <laughs> deal with that shit. I don't want to deal with McGuire. all that sadness in a I closet. Love and out with a girl, Venom. Like, I, like, I, 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 I like, can't. like McGuire too, but I, I, I gotta I go. I like the Andrew oh, Garfield God. made me cry.
3: Yeah, same.
5: That's Tommy, not what I go into this for. This isn't a romantic comedy. Well, well, give us five and then tell us I why, want, why on four. Yes, 40 it is. is <laughs> I, want, I, I want death and destruction. That's what I want out of my comic book heroes.
2: Well, let's take it. up.
4: Take you're up.
5: I'm up? Oh, okay. Well, I'll, I'll do the same thing BG did. We'll start from five, go work our way up up uh no shit
0: sherlock (laughs) i had to it was like a volleyball it was asking for it go ahead
5: all right all right (laughs) Uh, well so we got the hulk i love i just like the hulk i like i've never really been a big fantastic like for like really like marvel fan other than like captain america but like Like I don't know, I like I like the Hulk. I like like that whole like sci-fi backstory with him and stuff like that. So I always thought that was cool. Spider Man, he was probably my childhood like one of my childhood favorites. It's because that was like the first like big superhero movie that like I could remember when the Tobey Maguire Spider Man like first came out. Out so like he kind of like was is like the guy that like. I absolutely like loved, um, well, like as like a first grader. Then, then there comes Captain America. He's probably the first Marvel movie that I like could fully enjoy. Actually, like, yeah, there were the Fantastic Four movies, but Captain America. Plus, like, when you read about like the history of the comic books behind Captain America, and this also relates to, uh, uh Superman. Like, there's a whole World War II, and like, like. American patriotism thing and like there's a lot of like war bonds and stuff like that that go, go into like why they made the superheroes what they're trying to bring bring together with the country some good things in America uh, like trying to bring the country together and unifying behind like a common cause and stuff like that that's why I kind of like this too. Um then there's Batman who's just an absolute like badass sorry <laughs> sorry Hey, I'm sorry it's not popular to try try to unite people for a common cause anymore in America. We all have to tear each other down, but... It's Gotham, Tom. It's not
0: America. It's Gotham. Well, that's what Batman is.
5: With Batman, it is Gotham. I just think he's always been a badass since the 90s, especially. You had Adam West in the 60s, which that was kind of a caricature, but (laughs) it it was still kind of cool and kind of funny and quirky. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just love Batman. And then number one, you have Superman. Superman is just the ultimate badass. He could deflect bullets. He could jump and like fly across the world in and, and, and instantaneously, practically. He he would he could throw a building, and he was everything you could ever want out of a superhero. Hence, he was a Superman, and he and like. It, there were r- cool rules with like bringing in science from other planets it's, you had you had astrology in there or you you had physics you had you had chemistry in there as well like they, you had uh a huge there's there's a lot of like World War II stuff that goes on with him in the early comic books and him defeating like working with the US army as well you don't see it in the movies but you see it in the comics, like there's a lot of cool stuff that, that relates to the history of Superman, how he's evolved since the 1940s to now.
0: <laughs> oh right. no, I
5: just like him. for that. I like it.
0: No, I do. I will give Tom this. Tom is an honest man. I would see Tom wear a Super Bowl or Superman T-shirt all the time around Super the Ball? house. Super Superman slip-ons, right, Tom? Do you still have them? No, am I seeing? Not things? anymore.
5: I, I I rep them.
0: Cool. So Tom, Tom is a true Superman fan. So thank you for giving us an honest answer, Tommy man. All right, boys. It is the time you have been waiting for. Call, I'm summoning my inner superhero for this segment, and there's only one guy that's the right answer. Fits. Fits. I wish. Bird call. Wow, Jack, you're you're fucking weak. Thanks for backing me up there, douche. Anyway. Call, uh, yeah, that was weak. No. Anyway, it's over. It's <laughs> done. We missed it. It's over. Uh no, here we go. In all seriousness, my top five superheroes. Number five, I got <laughs> <laughs> number five, I got Tony Stark or Iron Man, baby. I think Tony Stark is a great guy. I just think he's too cocky for me to put him up anywhere. Mason, the Vikings fan. <laughs> Dalt has the weakest list. I have the most authentic list. Get out of here. Your list is probably something with like purple, like, and the Vikings. Get out of here, boy. Anyway, don't interrupt me, Mason uh number five is iron man obviously i love tony stark he is rich but he flaunts it too much that's why he's number five for me he could be a lot higher because i love he's an entrepreneur i can relate to it he's a funny he's quick-witted i love him i love robert downey jr he's just too cocky and the thing is i like him cocky if he wasn't cocky he wouldn't be iron man so he's number five for me number four i got daredevil if any of you guys have seen that netflix series that series kicks ass matt murdoch Freaking lawyer, freaking brick comes through the wall. Oh, he freaking oh, He catches it like what? Like, dude, that guy's a badass. I would not mess with him. Be careful walking up to blind people now because you never know if they're Matt Murdoch. Uh, Matt Murdoch. I don't know. Um, but he's my number four. I don't know. <laughs> number three, I got Bruce. Uh, Batman, baby. I love his story. The movies are always good. Everything feels like it's always good with this brand. But for me, it was never great. I couldn't relate to the story that much. It just was always a little bit too depressing uh, for me personally. I know some people do like kind of the the realistic aspect to Batman. Personally, for me, I just thought it was too morbid. I loved it. Batman Beyond, phenomenal cartoon, if not the best Batman cartoon ever. That oh my God, that was amazing. I love that yeah, cartoon. Fucking amazing. That one is the first thing I think of whenever I see Batman because that was kind of what I grew up with. Um, and the most recent Batman movie kicked ass, too. So, and, and Tom made a good point. Adam West, they had fun with that. Family Guys, fun with that. Number two, uh, I got to put my man BG on camera real quick and ask him if he remembers this game. BG, what game did we used to play on the Xbox when we were kids, baby? We used
2: to play Marvel Ultimate Alliance all the time.
0: Thank you, my kind sir. That's where my number two answer comes from. Um, Yeah, you're probably saying, oh, you just like Ryan Reynolds in the movies. No, I promise you, in third grade, when I first saw, like, Deadpool, and I was like, damn, this guy has two swords and two guns? This guy's locked and loaded. Like, I'm not messing with teleport. him. And he can the teleport. Netflix, he's like, too. knows karate. Um, I just think, for me personally, he's the most relatable because he's a certified psychopath, but that's why he kicks ass. And number one for me is the one that I can relate to body type-wise the most and probably a little bit uh, wittiness. Um, Spider-Man, baby. You can Uh, never go wrong with uh, him. Every Spider-Man movie is good. And my guy, um, BG, made a good point earlier about Batman, but I would just take it and reciprocate it with Spider-Man. And that's being, you can't argue it. It's just a classic answer. Um, The video games are always good. The movies are always good. The products are always good, I feel like, with Spider-Man. He's from New York. The storyline, I just like it. I fit with it. Um and for me, Spider Man will always be my number one. <laughs> um that's it. Anybody got any rebuttals? Should we go over Josh's real quick? Jack, do you want to give us Josh's and tell us if you disagree or agree? Uh, yeah, sure. I can't really see what his are.
2: Um, uh, loud loud this
5: one 2 list is a crime. I'm gonna Yeah, actually, can we talk about say, that
2: real quick? I was gonna say we don't even need to go over Josh's, just whoever has Aquaman on their list. Shut your mouth! Yeah, bro. let's talk
0: about that for a second. Like, we don't even yeah, need to go man, over Josh's. Can you guys just tell Jack, like, wh- when did you if read an Aquaman op- You have to buy that from power. like a freaking like eBay. It's expensive.
1: He can control the animals in the ocean. I don't care. He's a lame. His colors
0: suck. I mean, I if guess orange and I, green I, is the Jack Dorden combo. Probably makes up the I
5: you call white. If I wanted something. Snow White can control animals, practically.
3: Yeah. Exactly.
5: No, not, yeah. This she, mean, can. We're
0: about. she can. No, she can. I don't think that she can control, control animals. animals. I think that she can persuade, can persuade
2: animals. animals.
1: no. She, she has persuaded. Mrs. slipper and her... No,
4: That's he has... Cinderella. Oh, my <laughs> not, God.
1: Right, this done.
2: is superheroes, not Disney princess. Yeah, I think my we're done is. on that. <laughs> like Tom said.
0: Anybody got any rebuttals, though? Anything we want to say on the way out, fellas? Jack does not. Nope. Great podcast as always, and real quick, I do want to thank Brandon for coming on, aka BG. We appreciate you as always. You got to come back on here again, and want to welcome our new host, Mister KJ, the Real McCoy. Welcome, thank brother. We're happy to have you as a host. Appreciate it, guys. Appreciate you want to do the honors tonight, KJ? Yeah, sure. What do I got to do? Tell us to uh hit that outro. All
3: right, let's hit that outro. Let's go.
0: Jack, was that weak? Was that weak, W-G. Jack?
4: Come on. All
1: right.
4: come, on Jack, come, come on, Jack.
1: Let's bring it out, well, let go. Yeah. Oh. the best state ever.
0: Ha.
5: Delaware doesn't have one intelligent
4: person. <laughs>